2: Happy Thursday, I hope your day is going phenomenal, I hope it's all going accordingly and well I uh, hope it's been productive, I uh, am so glad to be back with you, I missed you all in the last 24 hours We had a fantastic show last night, I want to thank as always the special guests, the sponsors, the audience And my amazing co-host who I have on the line right now, Joshua Halavate out of Ohio, how are you my friend?
3: How's it going? I'm doing well, how are you?
2: And uh, doing well, man. Great to have you. And then uh, Miss Valerie Greenfeld, good to have you.
4: Thanks, Rory. Good to be here.
2: Absolutely. And uh, Valerie, you were you were on the show last night. Like you're you're pretty much on every episode. But we had a really good show. I mean, the guests were phenomenal. Um, you know, and uh, just this whole week, there's been nothing but good shows. And you know, we have huge shows tonight um, as well. Um, big big. A huge show tonight, big guests. Uh, the director of the Center for the Tenth Amendment Action at the Texas Public Policy Foundation uh, serves on the Federalist Society, Federalism, and Separation of Powers and the National Security slash International Law Executive Committees. Political activist, public speaker, and best-selling author Karen Lugo will be calling in for the first time. Um, she is very popular right now and doing well. Uh, we will also be having a uh, YouTube star, popular talk show host, entrepreneur, political activist, freedom fighter, Will Johnson. Uh, you may know him from he's on InfoWars all the time with Alex Jones constantly. Uh, he's Always uh, out, you know, fighting for our rights. He's got his own um, company that's doing really well called Unite America First, which is we'll hear a lot more about it, all the projects he's doing. Uh, we'll also be having YouTube star, political activist, Second Amendment Second Amendment expert Danny Farnsworth will be calling in. Um, also, as always, we'll be having oil and natural gas investor, foreign policy analyst, businessman, motivational speaker, radical Islam expert, and a contributor to Daily Caller, Clash Daily lives that Daily Surge in the Hill, Dan Perkins will be calling in, uh, which we're very excited about. So, guys, I want to obviously real quick, uh, just to remind uh, the audience, uh, where you can find our show, just a few places to name, uh, Radio Public, Blurberry, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Fox, Player.fm, iTunes, Spotify, um, TuneIn. Um, there's so many different ones, and every episode I make sure to mention that. Um, at least I started to, so if anybody wants to find us on a different network. Um, but, yeah, it's, um, the show is doing really well. Like I said, uh, we are now downloadable in 55 countries. Um, it means so much, and thank you to all the fans. Thank you to all the listeners. Uh, God bless you all. Uh, but going back to what I said, um, God, you guys, I want to get your thoughts first. I mean, Valerie, go ahead. This is Kavanaugh here today. Uh, I watched the entire thing. It blew my mind.
4: It was a piece of work, wasn't it? It's really, I mean, I just feel so bad for the Kavanaugh family. You know, he's such a distinguished gentleman and such an incredible scholar. And our government, our our, uh, judiciary committee on on the liberal side, on the Democratic side, really just destroyed his life. And yeah, I, I I'm appalled. I'm embarrassed. I'm appalled. And I feel for him. And, you know, I also feel for um, Dr. Ford. You know, she she was clearly something happened to her. I personally don't think it happened um, as a result of, of Mr. Kavanaugh, of Judge Kavanaugh. But, you know, I think maybe she's got somebody else in mind. I'm not sure what happened. But Right. Um, the way that that uh, that Judge Kavanaugh was treated, even today, was yeah. so horrendous and so disrespectful, oh, and it yeah. just makes our yeah. country look like a circus. You know, I'm 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 imagining what other countries are thinking when they when they watch you yeah. know the kind of hearings that we have had in the last week or two, and and think yeah, you know of- it's how could they possibly take us seriously when we're talking about somebody's yearbook when they were 16 years old and this man has done so much in his life. It's, it's just, it's just, it's just very upsetting.
2: You're absolutely right, Valerie. I mean, we're at a point, and and I'm going to introduce our, we have a few uh, special guests that just came on. I'm going to introduce in like one second, but you're absolutely right. Um, We have a big problem in our country right now where I never thought it would get to this point. And, uh, I mean, this is beyond ridiculous. This is malicious attack from the Democrats, a total setup. Uh, They totally uh, coached this woman, uh, and I believe they gave her a script. I believe there's a lot of dirt behind this. I mean, she was, uh, you know, she. I'm not going to lie, she wasn't a bad actress, uh, you know, the way she played herself out today. Um, obviously, we know, like you said, there is some sort of screws loose and probably some, some mental issues there uh, that need to be figured out, but it wasn't Kavanaugh. There's no way. And, and you know what? It's, it's really an absolute shame what they've done to him and his family in terms of the slandering, in terms of, you know, holding him hostage. Trying, and we all know why the Democrats are doing this This is only because they don't want the Republicans To get the power in the Supreme Court The conservative justices I mean, this is common knowledge um, Real quick before I get to my uh, special guest though, Josh, go ahead, I know you have thoughts
3: Yeah, you know, just real quick Like you said, this is a big problem And, you know, it's something that You know, I think nobody really was hoping That this country would get to And, you know, and we're supposed to fight political ideas and, you know, political stances with discussing them and debating them and other political stances. But now it's turned into a full-on Seattle of, you know, whoever can, you know, accuse the other person of the worst thing wins. And, you know, sadly, the Democrats do it the majority of the time.
2: Right. You're absolutely right. Well said, Josh. Um, I do want to welcome uh, two of our special guests. Our first guest tonight is the director of the Center for Tenth Amendment Action at the Te- Texas Public Policy Foundation. She serves on the Federalist Society Federalism and Separation of Powers and the National Security slash International Law Executive Committees. political activist, public speaker, and uh, she's, a, she's written a few books. Um, Karen Lugo, how are you?
5: I'm great. I'm great. I'm, uh, I've consulted for a lot of different organizations, but speak on these issues um, from my own mind and heart. And, and real quick, um, and real quick you're right. Karen,
2: real, real quick, thank you for coming on the show. This is your first time on. It's an honor to have you yeah. here. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is, this is great to have you, but keep going. I'm sorry.
5: Well, I just was listening to you speak about the Kavanaugh hearings and realizing that so much of the work that I do – Um, which ranges from a whole gamut of, of different kinds of issues. But one thing Kavanaugh said throughout the entire first part of his hearing was process protects us. And it was almost kind of prophetic in a sense that he maybe then had no idea how literally important and critical it would be that he would have process in the second part of the hearing to where he would have the time and the opportunity to bear his soul, speak his mind, but to demonstrate for this country that if we keep going like this and allow hearings where there is no evidence for the charge, where the window had closed, that yeah. it, it, when he spoke about reaping into the wind and, and sowing the whirlwind, I really think he was doing more than just talking about his own hearing, but talking about where the country could go.
2: Right. Yeah, very, very well said. Uh, uh, Karen, stay right there. I want to get into a a lot of what you're doing, which I find fascinating. I do want to welcome my uh, next guest, though, but we're coming right back to you. Um, oil and natural gas investor, foreign policy analysis, businessman, motivational speaker, radical Islam expert, and a contributor to Daily Caller, Clash Daily, Live Zet, Daily Surge, and The Hill. Mr. Dan Perkins, how are you?
6: I'm good, thank
5: you.
2: Thank you for having me on again. Absolutely. Um, get, getting back to you though, Karen. Um, you know, this since this is your first time on the show, you know what I like to do with my guests when they p- first come on i like to get their, you know, background, you know, what they're doing. Um, So please, take the floor. Tell us about yourself. Um, I know you're doing a lot of uh, great things.
5: I have been teaching constitutional law up to the point that I moved out of California and relocated to kind of get out of the – chaos and craziness that California was becoming, and um, had taught with one of America's leading constitutional scholars. I, at um, some time, got involved in some free speech issues because I spoke out about some radical Islamists, and, of course, that was met with all kinds of charges of hate speech, and I realized that even in this country where we have a Supreme Court that says you have all kinds of generous allowances for free speech, um, there are certain things that if you say in the community you have all different agencies, human relations commissions, and your um, faculty, um, the various boards, and you know students were rioting and demonstrating to have me fired. So. Um, I ultimately wound up doing and still am doing a lot of work uh, when it comes to working in in towns and cities across the country and assessing um, where people are relative to some of the issues they have with whether it's radical Islam coming into the classroom or building a new mosque or et cetera, et cetera. Um, But at this point, one of the things that I'm most, Uh, cued into is the issue of the census and the fact that the citizenship question on the census um, is scheduled to be asked, but there is a lot of pressure against it because various communities, cities, states, sanctuary areas don't want people to know how much power and um, congressional district leveraging they've been able to do. By having a lot of people attracted to certain areas, they're gaining congressional seats, but that doesn't mean that they just came from nowhere. They're also taking these seats from other, other places. So right now we have Alabama suing because Alabama is concerned they're about to lose a congressional seat to places like California, where they're attracting a lot of people who are not even here legally. So I'm doing a lot of work taking a look at that and um, generally writing and speaking on various issues relative to our very foundational constitutional liberties and how important it is that we understand them and protect Well, God bless
2: you I mean, that's what an amazing, you know, background and, you know, everything you're doing is so patriotic and and beneficial for our country and it's, you know, (coughs) (coughs) <coughs>
4: Excuse
2: me. <laughs> it's really, hey, Rory, you know, you're doing. So- say- yeah, go can ahead, Valerie.
4: Absolutely. Karen, I think we met through Joy Brighton when I was writing my book, um, Backyard Jihad. Um, I think she introduced. Do you know? Do you know Joy Brighton? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I believe she introduced you and I, and we had spoke for a while on one of your. You had a call every week or so with a group of right. people on. About yeah. Sharia, and um, I remember, you know, that you invited me into this group, and um, that I we we spoke a bit about um, all the Shariaism, um, as as Joy used to call it. Um, and so now you're spending most of your time. Oh, by the way, my name is Valerie Greenfeld. Um, so my the the you're spending a lot of your time. Do you travel around and actually go to the the mosques and the schools that have been infiltrated?
5: I'm actually doing a lot of consulting work and involved in two major lawsuits where I am advising as an expert because I'm not licensed in those states, but there is one lawsuit in Sterling Heights, Michigan, where um, the city hall and the justice department as it used to operate, um, I hope things are changing there, but in total disregard for the the various city codes and concerns of, of some of the people in the town had kind of imposed the settlement on the community. But some of the worst of what happened was telling people who showed up at city hall to speak about the traffic issues and the concern that they would have with this, this thing, this, Um, mega mosque which you know was not at all suited to the community plus they were chaldean christians and having fled from iraq and a lot of their family had been persecuted and so they had a lot to say but they were told you know no you can't say this word that word you can't speak about islam or mosque or you know given these words that, that they were instructed they could not say which with our first amendment government cannot tell people you know, your viewpoint is disfavored. You can't speak about something where we're going to let somebody else talk. So um, we're actually on appeal on, in that case and um, have some great attorneys, American Freedom Law Center, working on that. So it's, uh, it's that kind of thing where people sometimes think there's no place to turn, nobody to help answer questions. I've written a book on some of these issues and zoning and how, you know, there are the questions that need to be asked. And um, there also are some attorneys that are willing to help when it becomes a matter of it's just now a legal process rather than just a a hearing.
4: Have you found that Sharia law is creeping into these kinds of
5: communities? I don't, you know, when it comes to calling it Sharia law, it's not so much that as it is just people caving to this idea that if we're tolerant, we have to let absolutely anything go. So we have to let like this issue in San Diego with the classrooms and the fact that care is really uh, under the guise of bullying um, instruction and that they come in and, and that they're the ones who kind of dictate what, the curriculum is relative Uh to bullying, but with that comes a lot of that instruction on, you have to allow, it's more what I call the supremacism. It's the the fact that like Bloomington, Minnesota and the Ferg mosque, which I mentioned in my book, that we've got to be treated differently. We've got to be treated specially. We have different ways and rules and, and you must in this country recognize that and give us the space and, and, bow to that and that ultimately, yes. I mean that fits in with that whole Sharia construct, but it's not something that people recognize as that. So I call it more, as Judy Jaffer does, good friend of mine, um, more supremacism where it's a matter of we're not coming here to adapt to your ways. It's a matter of instead it will be the way we say it is, and if you don't agree with that, then you're whatever, Islamophobic, or those various kinds of labels.
4: Racist, bigots, yeah, everything else. Yeah. Interesting, interesting, thank you. Hey, um,
2: Josh, go ahead real quick.
3: Yeah, I uh, so, you know, Rory obviously mentioned, you mentioned in your, your opening here that you have uh, to do with an organization regarding the 10th Amendment. I, could you, I for people that don't know, because there are people that have not read the Constitution as well as there's a lot of people who wouldn't even know what the 10th Amendment is, could you go ahead and lay out what exactly you do and what the 10th Amendment's job is in the Constitution?
5: Um, sure, and I it was a, an organization in Texas that I consulted with, And I still remain on several um, executive committees and boards regarding um, interest in the Tenth Amendment. But very simply, when our founding fathers established this country and our Constitution with the Bill of Rights, it was a matter of saying that all of the powers that were not surrendered to the federal government were retained by the states, essentially. That's a summary. And, And so the states, have for a long time, um, kind of conceded a lot of power, thinking, well, if we get these certain benefits from the federal government, we're willing to give up certain rights or control over certain things. Um, One of the things I became involved with real extensively was uh, Barack Obama's Clean Power Plan and realizing that inside that was the requirement that states give up their control over energy while they were getting, you know, this whole thing of, oh, you can swap power between states and, and there will be, you know, all of this various federal regulation control. You won't have to be so concerned about it. We'll bring in wind. You'll focus more on on the various green energy sources. But embedded in that was that the states were surrendering what was their constitutional control over implementing various energy programs so it's things like this which did not happen Um, it it was by the time you know we didn't have Obama as a president it was then a matter of of kind of shifting gears And, and of course as we know a lot of the regulation that had been coming out of the energy department has now been cut away Um, which I'm thrilled. I mean, I've even been in meetings where people have said, yeah, I'm the head of such and such department, and we were supposed to be canceling three regulations for every one that we instated, but instead it's been six or it's been eight. So we've seen a tremendous rollback in the number of regulations, which has been one of the major ways that states have been controlled by the federal government. But anyway, Tenth Amendment um, was supposed to be all um, about a matter of what the federal government did not control was then just automatically considered the the domain of the states. Now it's been more a matter of the states have had to fight for it.
7: Wow,
3: yeah, you know, absolutely. And just a just a follow up question of that. So uh, a name that has come up recently in the last couple of years because of a Broadway play is Alexander Hamilton. I, I, I don't know how much uh, of a history buff you are at all, but, Uh Uh, or, or if you know his, his involvement, you know, in the constitution and, you know, obviously with this Broadway play that I went and saw, which is fantastic, but it's not really accurate on history whatsoever. This was, you know, (laughs) the 10th amendment and a couple others was, were, you know, some of the ones that he was most concerned about because it did give power back to the States. Uh, you know, I right. guess talk talk about how you know which I don't know if you know which founding fathers that really pushed for that, or how uh, Alexander Hamilton was wrong in that way of thinking.
5: Well, Hamilton was much more focused outward. He he was thinking about commerce and developing trade and having a military that could conquer and and acquire. Um, land so it was more a matter of these ambitions where it was um, he he wasn't so much focused on developing the rights of states or um, and we were at a point where there really wasn't a lot that was established yet and so he was brilliant and did a lot of the writing about how the original structure of the government would occur. And, of course, we all know that, you know, he was the one who established the the National Bank. But in those early days, the states were thinking that, you know, the arguments between the Federalists and Anti-Federalists, but the states wanted to retain all the power. And this kind of goes to my discussion on, on the census question and citizenship. But Congress was in control they decided congress needed to be in control of immigration and citizenship because we had all the different states deciding all the different policies on who would be admitted and what was required to become a citizen so that ultimately then went to the federal government and so it was kind of then a uniform matter of this is what it means to be a citizen of all the states um but once these things are kind of established somebody like Hamilton, who thought more on an aristocratic sense as far as, as thinking that things would ultimately kind of settle into an order where the United States would be more like the older traditional European powers, and then you had the kind of arguments that occurred at the time between three people, which would have been John Adams and, and Thomas Jefferson. And if you remember, you know, Jefferson and Adams and Hamilton did not get along well, nor did um, the two, Jefferson and Adams, until uh, the day they died. Um, so there were, there were these very deep-seated concerns about how much power do we best in the people, how much power do we best in the state, and, you know, can this really work? if we yeah. are able to look at some kind of a yeah. national government structure where we're putting power in to have a military, a bank, and all of those things. Yeah. And, and jo- Josh, if you if you want to finish on that,
2: uh, go ahead. Yeah, I, you know, just something else I
3: kind of thought of as you were, you know, talking about the 10th Amendment and then there, and then something that Alexander Hamilton really wanted was a centralized, you know, banking system, the Federal Reserve. Yep. Which has been another yep. tool of the federal government to control the states. Uh, I guess speak speak briefly on that because I, I you know it does really go into uh, very much into the same things you're fighting with the Tenth Amendment, obviously in a different part.
5: It's what what I'm really focusing on now with the citizenship clause and the the whole idea of this coming census um, is not as much Tenth Amendment as it is. The fact that some states are rapidly gaining tremendous clout and leverage, for example, California picking up five congressional seats at the expense of other states because of the fact that they have been able to attract illegal aliens into the state. And even though they can't vote, they do count for congressional districts. And so... This is a congressional, this is a the job, it's a plenary power is what they call it when it comes to constitutional speech. It's, it's a power that Congress is supposed to have to know how many people are here, who's an immigrant, who's a citizen, control citizenship and how it happens and Congress has completely lost touch with this. It's, it's now even the DOJ is saying, wait a minute, you complained to us about about voter fraud or, in this case, more a matter of voter access or or people being denied a a chance to vote because the districts aren't apportioned properly, but how can we assess that if we have no accurate count? And right now we can't have an accurate count because we don't even ask. And, and so if we can't ask who's a citizen on the census, then there is no way to come back around to knowing who is properly supposed to be eligible to vote and, and who is not. So it's, that is going to be coming up very soon with the 2020 census and with the fact that there are many states now gearing up to are already in the mode of suing because they either want to protect their status to not have to answer that question, or like Alabama, they're saying, hey, we're about to lose a seat we want to protect, you know, it's one person, one vote. And we want to protect the number of seats that we have rather than have yep. them go to states where they're illegal aliens who are taking our seats.
2: Right. And are you, in terms of, you know, that situation, are you overlooking and, and kind of overseeing, you know, some of the, and trying to fight for Cause you're an attorney. I mean, you have a lot of, you know, special leverage and privileges, um, can, is there ways they, and stuff you're looking into uh, to prevent uh, illegal aliens voting in certain places? Are you, is that just another thing you're fighting for?
5: There are some great organizations that do that that I've worked with on and off in, on various projects. But um, mm-hmm. the Public Interest Law Foundation is one who is busy 24-7, and they have done a lot of work to reveal the number of people that are not legally registered or not legally eligible to vote in certain districts. They're constantly Mm -hmm. suing in various parts of the country. So um, that is a very active area.
2: Okay. Gotcha. Uh, Dan Perkins, I know you have a lot of
5: thoughts, Dan, go ahead. I'm
4: sorry. Oh, go Go ahead, Valerie. um, no, I just was going to say, in addition to that, you know, this last election, we had record number of Muslims that uh, have run and won in for office. And, um, you know, some of them, I'm sure, are not radicals, but I do know for a fact that some are radicals. And I, that is one of the main um, main points that they're trying, you know, one of the reasons that they're coming over here with the, you know, with their radical ideology is to take over some of these smaller cities one at a time and, and vote, you know, um, against certain policies that we have that are part of the constitution. Um, And I think this is one of the issues is as the, as the um, immigrants move into these various areas and change the demography there, the demographics there, um, the voting will make a huge difference. And then those that run for office will, will change as well. So I just wanted to make the comment. We'll There's say, been very we'll a very say.
5: big push this this last year um in several parts of the country a huge huge effort to train um, Islamic leaders to train them on um, campaigning on voting on organizing on it's been a concerted effort that I have not seen yes. before, but it has yes. been very focused and a lot of a lot of of priority put on it.
2: Agreed. Yeah. Um Dan, Dan Perkins. Yes, sir. Um your thoughts. I I'm sorry. I know you have a lot please of please thoughts regarding this, and then I, then I want to get sure, to the cabinet no problem. thing.
6: Okay. i the, the the two two points I want to make. Um let me start with the oldest point. Um I believe that one of the reasons why the left does not want a citizenship issue in the census is because they do not want the American people to actually know how many illegals are in the country. Right. And the citizenship questionnaire would, would help discover that. And I think they're scared to death. They don't want that out. And that's why they're pushing very hard as it relates to the other point about moving in and taking over cities that Valerie was talking about. uh, If you simply look at what's going on in Germany, and in France, Italy, Spain, even in the U.K., is that the, the, the strategy, the long-term strategy, dates back to about the 6th the century when the religion was founded. Uh, when Muhammad sent his followers out, he basically said that what you're supposed to go in, in is populate the cities, populate the countries. What's happened in all those countries that we've talked about is that they they have come into the countries, they are not assimilating because under the Muslim faith, they're not allowed to assimilate with Christians and Jews, prohibited in the Koran. So what they do is they set up their own enclaves, and they have them all all over Europe. And as their population grows and they expand the number of enclaves, they gain more and more political power because they effectively produce more children and expand the population more rapidly than most of the natives in most of the countries in Europe. And so they're growing their population. They're doing the same thing in the United States. They're coming in. There are now more Muslims than Jews in the United States and their population is growing rapidly and they are, they are working to separate us. Uh, They're not assimilating. They are clearly trying to to as we've seen in Michigan and other places around the country, uh, they are staying within their own communities, and they're trying to force the rest of the community to change to their laws and to their into their needs. And um, and and we um, because we're politically correct in this country, we let that happen and don't do anything to try and stop it until we begin to stop that. Until we get a handle on just how many illegals are in the country. Um, um, I saw a statistic this morning. Uh, On Drudge That I think Now just think about this 1,500 Illegals Crossed the Mexican border From Bangladesh Just think about that 1,500 people Somehow made it across the water Came into Mexico and came up through the southern border From Bangladesh We know that there are people coming in from North Korea, from China From uh, Venezuela from the Middle East that are all coming into the country illegally. They're coming in. They're attack, all coming baby. into the... <laughs> they're
0: coming
5: Hey, hey crazy you guys, dead. I I've got to jump off. I have yes. another call. at okay. well, depending on what part of the country you're in, but um, anyway, it was great to talk, and um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm sure you'll keep it going.
2: And, Karen, um, we want to have you back on again soon. Um, We loved having you. Thank you. Um, And, please, anything you want to advertise, your book or anything, your website, please go ahead.
5: Okay. Um, At this point, my book is called Mosques in America, and it's about zoning and and the questions to ask when (coughs) a mosque comes to a community near you. Um, And I have an article on the census citizenship thing today in the Washington Examiner.
2: Very nice, and you're, so ri- and you're my, writing my for a lot. You're, and you're writing for a lot of big newspapers, aren't you?
5: That and I do a lot of the American greatness, American Spectator, um, you know, the Town Hall Pajamas, all of, of those kinds of things. National Review, so I kind of do the are rounds you- with those kinds of of publications. And are you a regular writer for Washington
2: Examiner? Because so that's a popular, it's a popular news outlet.
5: No, this has just been something, in working on the census, it was kind of something that I was tagging on to something else somebody else did. So, um, yeah. But it's nice to have some exposure when it comes to this issue because a lot of people right. are not even thinking about it.
2: Right, and before you go, your, you know your agenda for the next, you know, uh, up until the midterms. I mean, what are you working on right? What What, what are the things you're working on? You know, what What uh, What are your objectives right now?
5: Everything, Trump. I have been so impressed and amazed with what he has accomplished. I do a lot of international affairs and national security work, and where others feared to tread, Trump went in there and just got it done. And I am so impressed, and my, I, I admire tremendously Victor Davis Hansen. He's got a new book coming out on the Trump presidency, and he's one because of his study of war and civilization, who understands right. that it took somebody like a Trump to get these things done and to win these victories that nobody else would have been bold enough to do.
2: Well said. Um, all, it's such a pleasure having you on. Thank you. Um, you, you are a great guest and, uh, I'm glad we had you on and we'll talk to you soon.
5: Okay. Sounds good. Bye-bye.
2: All right. Thank you. Karen Lugo, everybody. Very, very good guest. Um, but Dan, let's get back to, you know, you know, I want to, I want to kind of shift gears a little bit. I want to get back to the Kavanaugh thing. I want to play a clip real quick, basically recapping, you know, for, the, for my audience that didn't, you know, watch it today or didn't listen, uh, here's like a little three-minute recap of all the main and important uh, events that happened in the hearing today. And then we need to discuss this because there's so much to talk about. I mean, this is just this is insane. Uh, One-nine.
8: This whole two-week effort has been a calculated and orchestrated political hit, fueled with apparent pent-up anger about President Trump, In the 2016 election, I will not be intimidated into withdrawing from this process. My family and I intend no ill will toward Dr. Ford or her family. I am innocent of this charge.
9: Nothing but the truth, so help you God. I am
5: here because I believe it is my civic duty Did you consume alcohol during your high school years?
8: Yes, we drank beer.
5: You said that there were times in high school when people might have had too many beers on occasion. Does that include you? Sure. Give me a break. Have you ever passed out from drinking?
8: Uh, Passed out would be (laughs) no, but I've gone to sleep, but I've never blacked out.
5: Why aren't you also asking
8: the FBI to investigate these claims? Senator, I'll do whatever the committee
9: wants. Turn to your left in the front row. To Don McGahn, counsel to President Donald Trump. Ask him to suspend this hearing and nomination process until the FBI completes its investigation.
5: Just ask the president to reopen the FBI investigation. Are you willing to ask the White House to do that? And say yes or no, and then we can move on.
8: The witness testimony is before you know witness who was there supports that i was there
5: okay i'm going to take that as a no and we can move on
8: this
6: committee is is running this hearing not the white house not don mcgann we're not suspending this hearing you're
5: saying there's never been a case where you drank so much that you didn't remember what happened the night before or part of
8: what happened that's you're asking about yeah blackout i don't know have you i have no drinking problems Judge. Yeah, nor do i okay what you want to do
7: is destroy this guy's life, hold this seat open, and hope you win in twenty twenty. You've said that. If you vote no, you're legitimizing the most despicable thing I have seen in my time in
9: politics. I mean, how in the world did that get in the hands of the of the press?
5: The answer is the no. The staff
9: have you have. You said asked they your, did not. Have you asked your staff?
5: I did not. I mean, I was asked to keep it confidential, come on, Feinstein. And, and I'm criticized for that, too.
8: This is not about somebody one side being despicable, the other side not. Listen to both sides. She, she gave credible, meaningful testimony, a woman who had the courage to come forward and tell her truth, uh, sir. And, and that's what I'm just asking you to say. She is not a, a political pawn. She is not orchestrating. She is not part of the Clinton's efforts to get some kind of revenge. She is a woman who came here with corroborating evidence to tell her truth. None of these allegations are true. Correct. No doubt in your mind. zero. I'm hundred percent certain. Not even a scintilla, not a scintilla. hundred percent certain, Senator. You swear to God, I swear to. <laughs> oh
2: God. let me let real quick, real quick I'm going to play a, This 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 a 40 second clip that really needs to be played real quick before we discuss this, and then I'm going to welcome our special guest. But Dr. Ford, I mean, this woman sounds – I mean, this woman – and I, and I was looking at her today. She looks like Dana Carvey from Wayne's World. I'm like – I'm thinking to myself, you must have to have a lot of drinks in order to go – to I, I don't want to get inappropriate on the radio, but, you know, I do. This is uncensored all the time. I mean – but you would have to have a lot to drink and really be blacked out, uh, in my opinion, to sleep with a woman that looks like that. But, I, I, I don't, I, you know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going too far. But hold on a second. Here's what she said. This woman's nuts. This woman has mental
9: issues. One question is critical. In Judge Kavanaugh's opening testimony, which we will hear after you leave, this is what he says. I never had any sexual or physical encounter of any kind with Dr. Ford. I am not questioning that Dr. Ford may have been sexually assaulted by some person in some place at some time. Last night, the Republican staff of this committee released to the media a timeline that shows that they've interviewed two people who claim they were the ones who actually assaulted you. I'm asking you to address this new defense of mistaken identity directly, Dr. Ford. With what degree of certainty do you believe Brett Kavanaugh assaulted you? one hundred percent one hundred
2: percent oh God, Crimea river, such a setup it's such a fake and phony con job by the Democrats. oh my God, that is such the biggest bowl of shit i have I mean just the way she's such a oh and i i won't I won't lie she's an, she's a, not a bad actress, you know the way she did perform today i mean it's it's such it's such a crock of shit though um but uh real quick uh dan perkins please stay on the line i want to welcome um you know a very very special guest um youtube star political activist second amendment expert danny farnsworth how are you buddy
10: i'm doing well i'm doing very well can you hear me okay
2: yeah yeah good to have you on you've been listening right
10: I have. I have. I've been listening along and wishing I could chime in from time to time.
2: Absolutely. We also have um, the founder of Unite America First, popular talk show host, entrepreneur, political activist, and freedom fighter, Will Johnson. You have seen him on InfoWars. You have seen him on Fox News. You have seen him on many news outlets. Uh, He's out there on a daily basis, you know, fighting for our, our country and He's a true patriot. Will, great great to have you with us.
11: Thank you for having me.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, I want to get into, you know, obviously this Brett Kavanaugh thing. For, you know, Will, I'm sure you did you watch it today, Will?
11: Oh, every, uh, every I tried to watch every minute I could. Um, I my it was it's just unbelievable that right now in America that Basically, I can blame you. Never meeting you person in person, I can blame you for something that never even happened. But if I'm a female, you have everyone has to believe it because I'm because I said it. That's the world we live in,
2: right? And and in addition to (laughs) that, in
4: addition to that, you're guilty if you're a man. You're guilty until proven innocent.
11: Exactly. This is I mean, we, the we, there's nothing.
5: Supposed to be about.
11: Well, the Democrats know this, but see, they're they're so butthurt over President Trump, and this has—be honest with you—it has nothing to do with Kavanaugh. It has everything to do with President Trump, because President Trump is about to put in a second a second conservative in as a Supreme the Court justice. Yes, and possibly a third one here soon. That's gonna just completely—it completely completely overturns their world, and they can't handle it. They can't stand it. And we need that change in America right now.
2: Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. And you know, uh, um, you know, Danny, I want to get your thoughts as well, Uh, Farnsworth. Real quick, go ahead, Danny. Absolutely. I, uh, I, I, you know, I you believe, make, uh, real quick though for people for people that don't know, uh, Danny is is very popular on YouTube. Danny Farnsworth makes a lot of videos about the Second Amendment. He's an expert at that. Makes a, lo- a lot of other political videos. He gets a lot of views. He's doing well. Um, but Danny, yeah, go ahead.
10: Yeah, I just uh, you know with the the whole and uh, inv- I could go in a million different directions here. And I'm sorry if I sound a little scattered as I'm listening. I have something. You're many fine. Go. go ahead. Um, but with the with the Supreme Court nomin- nomination, um, I really believe that's what it's all about. We're sitting at, at four progressives and four constitutionalists right now, and a fifth constitutionalist, being Judge Kavanaugh, puts us back to the way America was founded uh, as a constitutional yep. republic. And if Ginsburg falls off, that'll put us at a six to three. Constitutionalist advantage, which in my opinion, it should really be nine constitutionalists on the Supreme Court. There should be exactly. no progressives on there. They are progressivism, progressivism is in contrast to the Constitution. Um, yet these people swear to uphold the Constitution. So to me, it just seems baffling that they would even um, entertain the thought of someone other than a constitutionalist being on the supreme court let alone fighting so hard to keep one off um it's quite obvious what they're trying to do they're trying to destroy our constitution uh and make it not the rule of law anymore and what makes us unique as a country is the fact that we have the only constitution written and designed by the people for the people to tell the government what they can and cannot do every other constitution is the government telling the people what they can do and progressivism is trying to push us toward that, to where the government tells the people what to do and not the other way around where the people tell the government what to do. And that is my biggest fear in all this, that somehow, some way, we will end up flipping toward that. And they're using the judicial branch um as a ploy. Anytime uh, you know, a, a uh, executive order is signed, they, they put the Supreme Court on it to see if it's if it's um, you know constitutional or not. Uh and every time the congress makes a decision, they throw it in front of the supreme court. We're supposed to have three branches of government here and they're kind of pushing it all toward the one judicial branch um in hopes that they can control that. And to me that's that's quite scary. Oh Jesus Christ. Uh Dan Perkins, please. Please chime in Dan Perkins.
6: Okay, the uh um uh the couple of things that I wanted to bring out is that is that we have a situation where the, the gentleman who just spoke, we, we have three branches of the government, but the Democrats have been unsuccessful over the last 40 years of moving their agenda through the Congress, and right. so they fell back on moving their agenda through the courts through the appointment of liberal judges who are legislating from the bench. Um, and we saw what happened when this uh, uh, judge in Washington state decided he could decide foreign policy better than the president of the United States. And he put a stay on the implementation of restrictions of people come from uh, specific countries. Um, so the court has acted uh, as a legislative branch, even though it's not supposed to be the legislative branch, um, as it relates to uh, the, the the hearings today with Judge Kavanaugh, um, you saw, if you especially if you watched the the Democrats, their question today was when they were talking to the judge. Had nothing to do with the law they didn't talk about any of his cases they didn't go back and dig out anything that he said relative to his case decisions we are we are We are looking at the Democrats saying to America what this person did at seventeen years of age as far as drinking or whatever else he was doing uh, can disqualify him or her, from being a judge. I said, what if I was going to run uh, or wanted to be appointed by the president to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg? But in the first grade, I kissed a girl and made her cry. Should I not be the judge? Should I not be the judge, the nominee for the Supreme Court? Because I, I in the first grade, I made a young woman, a, a little girl, cry because I kissed her. Um, And so um, we we have the the clear differential that I saw today was that the Democrats had nothing. So that they, they went out on the basis of how often did you drink? What do these symbols mean on your calendar? Were you ever drunk so that you passed out? All of these things, what do those things have to do? with the ability of this man to interpret the Constitution. Because all of these things that he's accused of doing was before he graduated from high school, before he went to college and law school, and before he started on a a successful career working in the government and last, and was currently in a position on the second highest court in the land. So uh, if you take that and say, okay, then what was their motivation? Their motivation was that as the gentleman said earlier, they understand, they understand that by the appointment of Judge Kavanaugh we now are five four. And what what they're so the, the next person is probably gonna be Ginsburg. And by the way, Roy, I find it extremely ironic tonight was the a limited release opening it opens in theaters all over the country this weekend. Is this the movie about the story of Ruth Bader Ginsburg opens tonight in cities selected cities around the country and it'll be wide across across the country over the weekend. And you bring, I, I look at it and I think, an you bring up an you bring
2: up a point that you bring up a point that not many people have talked about. I mean that's an interesting theory. I mean I I I like that keep going good good stuff
6: so i look at it and i say to myself um i'm not a lawyer i'm not even a practicing attorney uh i'm right. a writer and i i look for things and i study things and i looked at the body of evidence and i was i was on i was stuck on in Newark airport last night heading back to florida didn't get home until after yes. 2:30 when my plane yes. landed at 20 after 12, uh, I pulled up my phone and I saw on drudge that the two men the two men who said that they were the ones that accosted um, Ms. Ford was not Judge Kavanaugh. I did several interviews this morning, and every interview that I did this morning all over the country, nobody was aware of that release. And, and then they started Googling it, and they found it, and they were outraged. I only heard one reference to those two men in the hearings today. Right. Republicans didn't raise it, except except at the just before the recess, when uh, one of the Republicans wanted to get into the record the the testimony of the of the two men who said um, that they in fact were the people who did this. It wasn't Judge Kavanaugh. But what I found right. is amazing is that. That The afternoon session with the judge when the Republicans stood up and they basically – what they basically talked about is how corrupt the Democratic side of the of the committee was. They didn't go to any of the hearings. They didn't say, sit in on any of the examination of the witnesses. Um, and when there are hearings at night in private, they didn't show up for those. So they didn't invest anything into qualifying what was going on. And what we had was a situation where this woman who I agree with probably at some point in time in her life uh, has, has had a uh, traumatic, traumatic experience, uh, not nice. at the hands of Judge Kamidon. And as a result, yeah. Yeah. Um, this poor woman was used as a tool by upon. the Democratic leadership. Yes, upon. pawn. Uh, and... Um, um, they did not do anything to help this woman deal with her anxiety and whatever it is that she's going through. Um, And, 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 and I think that she was, she was used. Uh, Diane Feinstein uh, assured the Senator that uh, she was not responsible for the releasing of the letter. And yet the only people that had the letter was the FBI, this congressman, the Democratic congressman and the senator. And when it was talked about, well, where could it have have been at least, her beach, quote, beach friends, she talked to them about it. She didn't give it. So somebody in one of those two offices, either or three, the FBI, which is, we should, Roy, we should not discount that it was released by the FBI as opposed to Senator Feinstein's or... Congressman, it's a good possibility because sure. it would reflect adversely on Donald Trump and his, his nominee. So we can't—I don't think we can throw that away. Um, right. But I—I I, I just think that it was—it was—it was sad. It was embarrassing that we're talking about an appointment to the Supreme Court, and the best that Democrats can do is can yeah. you explain the six Fs on the calendar. <laughs> Unbelievable. You
2: know, that's the that's the best they could come up with. And if you look at her test, um, look at all the contradictions. Look how dumbfounded she acted today. Look at Rachel Mitchell, uh, the sex uh, expert, who was questioning her, uh, demolished her. You know, after the she quit, the um, Dr. Ford claimed she was uh, had fears of flying. I mean, you know, you look at all of these things and all of these ridiculous. She goes to all these Caribbean places and all these different places, but she has a fear of why. I mean, that's just one of so many things, but it was just so silly, and you can tell this was a total scripted, set-up, con job by the Democrats. I mean, it's ridiculous.
6: You know what? It'll be interesting to see what what the polling people say in the next few days over the weekend about how America reacted to this.
1: Yeah, well, Tommy, you know I what? Tommy, Today they
11: they found out. Today they found out that everything that they were doing was a complete failure. You remember Kamala Harris? Her big thing was all the documents, oh. release all the documents. And then Cory Booker, his whole thing was his Spartacus <laughs> moment, and you know, Damn. and they kept they, they kept saying, yeah, and they kept saying oh, that whatever Spartacus. it took, they were going to make sure that he did not go through. So then they pulled out this. And I think the American people have seen enough of this corruption to recognize when the Democrats are doing something to completely undermine the entire procedure of going through nominating a a judge on the Supreme Court. I mean, at one point, it's like we're almost at war just without bullets flying across, and they're so angry. I just saw a report that they released um, Senator yeah. Lindsey's uh, home address along with other Republican home address so that they can be attacked, just like Maxine Waters reported, asking people to do. They are now putting their personal home addresses out so they can be attacked by these evil leftist people. And people
2: still haven't even realized that's what's happening here. And, Will, explain to everybody, you know, with your Unite America First company, you know, you're out in the streets, you know, dealing with Antifa, and you're dealing with a lot of these hate groups and these protesters, and and tell everyone, I've seen the videos, they are violent, they are angry, they are hostile, and these these guys need to be locked up.
11: So, Antifa my opinion, is the foot soldiers for the Democratic Domestic Terrorist Party in America. You've been attacked the by them. Am I wrong party. or am I right? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, every time we have a pro-Trump rally, a pro-American rally, you have these leftists and Antifa show up to be violent against us who support the president and support America. Now, I tr- yeah. now I'm, I'm, this is me making a prediction that tomorrow they're going to make a vote they're going to go ahead and go through with it, and then I guess next week they're going to go ahead and do the full Senate vote, and he's going to be voted in, and then we're going to have yep. riots in the streets. Why? From yep. the left. They're going to go out and they're going to tear up stuff because they're going to say that this is terrible for women. This is just like uh, uh, November 2016 when Trump won. They're going to they're going to try to destroy people. They've already, like I just said, they've already put addresses of these. Senators that are Republicans, and hopefully that someone will threaten them, and even the gentleman—I can't remember his name right now—I'm so fired up about it. The, the, I don't even want to call him a gentleman. He works for Hillary Clinton. Put out a statement that if he's sworn in, that they're going to go ahead and start pushing for impeachment of Kavanaugh.
2: Jesus Christ!
11: And it's you look at already.
2: Let's not let's not forget the lawyers representing this woman, uh, one of them was part of the resistance, the weird looking woman, the woman that looks like she's out of a scary movie, the one that moves, you know, who everybody knows about the short haired, dark haired woman. I don't know who she is, but you know, uh, I don't know her name. I mean, but uh, she was seen in the video wearing the pink pussy hat, part of the anti-resistance. And she had connections with the Clintons and with the far left and with apparently sorrows. So, this was all a political stunt. Everybody knows it.
6: Well, the, the, the male council – The same the with
2: Michael Avenatti representing this crazy woman, apparently saying she was gang raped and pull, got trains pulled on her. But according to records, like I said yesterday, she would – according to when she graduated, she would have been in college at the time these high school parties were happening, so she would basically be guilty of witnessing all these rapes and not reporting it. And then she would also be guilty of statutory rape. So you've got all these different things that they're hiding and not telling us, which is a bunch of load of shit. And it's pissing me off how they only tell you half the truth.
11: And it's Michael Amanutti. That guy's a creepy
2: porn lawyer, man. I tell you, that guy is something he else. Is Michael. Michael, I'm a (laughs) nutty. Yeah, he is. I I, I tell you. uh, Josh, we haven't heard from you in a while, buddy. I know you got some thoughts. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, oh,
3: my goodness gracious, the stuff they're doing to Kavanaugh right now is ridiculous. You know, it's really taking – I said this at the beginning of the show. It's putting the way that our country is set up to allow people to defend themselves and allow accusers to make their case, it's putting that all into jeopardy with this fiasco of you know a, a you know, judicial system. And this isn't just the Kavanaugh hearings. This is how the judiciary uh, branch has been treated over the last 10 years or even 20. The fact that it's now almost the most influential branch of the government is not how the judiciary was supposed to be aligned. Uh, you know, so it, it's really putting into jeopardy our whole governmental sum. You know, if we want this republic to stand, the judiciary has to go back to its proper position. And and like somebody else said, I can't remember who it was on this cast, but all nine of those justices need to be constitutionalists, not just the majority That was Danny Farnsworth. Cabin- right. Yeah, they, they,
10: they should be. Um, you swear an oath whenever you, whether you're uh, signing up to be a postman, a police officer, a lawyer, uh, a congressman, a senator, you swear an oath to uphold the Constitution. And the fact that these people have openly said that they need to go around the Constitution to get past the Constitution, that it's an outdated document, um, should immediately open them up for impeachment, quite honestly, and have them removed from office. Um, it, 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 to me, it is just absurd that there's even one progressive uh, justice on the court, let alone four right now. Um, and my hopes and dreams are that someday all nine of the justices will be constitutionalist. But uh, I do believe those are just dreams and hopes.
2: Yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah, Josh, Josh, you want to respond to that?
3: Yeah. You know, just to touch on something you just made me think of. Let's not be, you know, let's not get it twisted. These attacks are not only coming, uh, you know, uh, the attacks on the Constitution are not only coming from people on the left. There is a group on the right that is pushing for these constitutional conventions. Um, uh, You know, an organization in Missouri that I'm I'm well, uh, you know, connected to, uh, the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, they're one of the groups that's really been pushing against them. But, you know... uh, Thankfully, they have not had a victory this year at all. I think they failed 33 times in 33 different states this year for the Constitutional Convention uh, to to reopen it up. But these are people who claim to be on our side, but they want to open the Constitution up for anybody to come in and change it. They're so foolish. They think that, well, you know, if we can just – we can make the Constitution safer you know, and more and, and more um, uh, easily to understand to defend our rights. Well, no, after you open it up, everybody gets a say, and and it could go the absolute opposite way that you want it to go. So let's not get it twisted. These attacks are not only coming for you know progressives on the left, but there are people that don't agree with the Constitution that are on the right. You know, you really got to know who your friends are, especially if you can't find people. On your side, if you find people on your side that don't support the Constitution, that's a problem.
6: Absolutely.
0: absolutely.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, you know, D- Dan Perkins, I want to get your thoughts, and I'm going to go back to Will.
6: Well, I was just looking at a fly that just came across my wire. The Wall Street Journal editorial board in, in tomorrow morning's paper will recommend yeah. the approval of judge Kavanaugh. Yep, Wow. I
1: was just
2: going to I was just going to announce that that, that was going to be a, that was just a big headline that just came out, but that's huge and, and dan you you write for a lot of the big newspapers and you get a lot of the inside scoop right away. So, wow. I mean, this right. is this is some really this is some really good stuff. Uh, I'm very happy about this. Uh, we have we have a lot to Yeah, and I to. think that
6: I I I I am already uh, thinking about it, even as soon as his testimony was over this afternoon. <laughs> yeah. What? Hey, real, uh,
2: we got um, what? leaders of blacks for, Leaders of Blacksford. Trump. Michael. Uh, your thoughts on the whole Kavanaugh hearing today? We want to get your thoughts real quick. Go ahead, buddy. You're calling in. Oh, I. Oh, well, I loved it because,
0: um, like I told you before, you can't have one witness rise up against another person. And y'all got to forgive me because I'm at a hotel right now, but. Uh, I love what Kavanaugh did today because it was it was perfect, and I loved how the Republicans waited until after the lady got off the stand or whatever she was on, and then they attacked the Democrats Saturday. And I had a ball watching it because we just got to pray that our Republican brothers have enough strength and enough balls to stand up and fight for themselves instead of let these Democrats run us right over. So I'm going to pray all night to night that they go ahead and do. They have the vote tomorrow and Saturday uh, running through business. just get him in on Monday before they come up with some other false allegations. These people are nice. too much.
2: Very well said, Will Johnson. Will Johnson, go ahead.
11: Yeah, I agree with that. And what's up, Michael? It's nice to see you in D.C. Um, I agree with that. I think before, I would imagine before this weekend is out that they're going to bring probably five and maybe six women. Hopefully, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I think everyone can see it. won't be a surprise to any of us. I guarantee it would not be a surprise to any of us yep. if they bring five or six more women and say, look here, look here. Because you know that they are looking. You know that they're looking. Because this is like... The woman approach is to to men, specifically white men in America, not just, but men as a whole, but specifically white men, they are using women to attack them like never before. And I've been saying this for over a year, almost two years, that the attack on white males in America, especially if you're white, straight, and Christian, you're, you're, yep. you're a true problem to the Democrat you're party. You're a target. You're now, a big target. You you are a target, absolutely. That's part of the reason why they hate President Trump. You know, because Hillary Clinton is a woman; she was supposed to be president, according to them. And thank God she's not. But hopefully, wow. I'm you have a country wrong. Left. And oh, we wouldn't, we wouldn't, absolutely. But hopefully, I'm wrong. And then come Monday, maybe these Democrats will just go to sleep tonight and they say, you know what, we were wrong. Let's let it pass. Let's go ahead and vote a vote hey, in. How many will believe that? How many would believe it? Yeah. Absolutely, but they're not going to do that. And we know that. They've demonstrated right. their hate for this man that they don't even know. Uh, Roy, can I, can I say something, Rory? Yeah, go ahead.
0: What I want to say is the Bible said they're going to come out with great wrath because they know they have for the short time. That's Revelation 12.10. You got to realize that um, they're not coming out on White men they're coming on coming down on white gentile men okay. Royce. Uh,
2: yeah, I don't know, I don't know what happened to black for Trump, something happened, he got disconnected, but um what what, what you yeah, go ahead
6: well, I, what I wanted to say is that uh if you might remember some time ago when we started talking about this and i said to you that i had written uh a commentary that the strategy here is that the republicans have been at the mercy of the democrats in washington for the last 40 years and they had built a playbook they built a playbook that said no matter who was in power the democrats controlled washington and so that the 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 Strategy of the Democratic Party was to intimidate, embarrass, and diminish a Republican when they got in power. We look what they did to, to Bush 41 and Bush 43, and yep. so uh, whether it was congressmen, senators, presidents, everything was intimidation, accusation, and the Republicans capitulated by withdrawing, quitting, going into a corner and cower. And the Democrats build a strong influence. I said to you at the time that Donald Trump came in and he changed the paradigm. And what happened was we saw that Republicans started to get backbones. We saw in the hearings in the House how the Republicans, when the Democrats tried to to intimidate them, the Democrats lost because the republicans got a backbone and went against them i said to you when this thing started with kavanaugh the democrats do not want to get kavanaugh confirmed their strategy is to attack in the traditional democratic mode to get him to recuse himself so that ford would never have to come to testify and i said to you that that's the strategy the strategy is to get him to re- to, re- to relieve himself of the nomination and have the president uh, withdraw the name and look for somebody new. But what happened was, to prove my point, what happened was that Judge Kavanaugh went to the Donald Trump School of Politics, and he came out at 100 miles an hour attacking the Democrats, from the opening salvo this afternoon in his first session and carried it all the way through to prove my point, to prove my point that the Democrats did not want this hearing to take place. All you have to do is look at the questions that they asked. They were total ambush
2: and interrogation.
6: So, they had nothing of substance to raise because they were not prepared for Kavanaugh to not capitulate to the Republic, to the Democratic agenda. And so when Trump said earlier in the week, he's my man, I'm staying with him, and when Kavanaugh said on Monday night with Martha McKellen, I'm not going to walk away, I am going to fight, the Democrats were ill-prepared to deal with the attack that Donald came from Kavanaugh. But came from right. the Republicans in the afternoon session. Absolutely. Right. Um,
2: yeah, absolutely. Um, y- y- you know, and uh, you know, Will, go go, go ahead. I want to get your response, and I'm going to play this clip. You know, a really good clip of. Uh, you know, I'm not usually a Lindsey Graham fan, but I think he was the star of the day today. And I got to play this clip for everyone that hasn't heard it.
11: Yeah, that was it. Was beautiful what he did, and the gentleman is yeah. just talking. He is. Spot on, 100%. You know, I've been have been screaming about these liberal, these sorry, these uh, Republicans being weak in the knees and not standing up for what is right. And the tables are turning right now, and they see yep. it. We all see it. The American people see the tables are turning, and the Democrats do not like it. Senator Graham he called them out that all they want is power. And they want to keep the power that they have. And they see that power slipping from their fingers. And Donald Trump was the first one to just really present it to them that the power that they have is going away. And, you know, hopefully Senator Graham put the fire under the rest of these Republicans that are typically weak in the knee and don't stand up and say anything. And, you know, another thing really quick, uh, uh, flake. They are upset with Flake because he did not yep. give them what he what they wanted now I'm not I'm not been I haven't been impressed with Flake and Flake has been a pretty much a He's Flake the
2: biggest in my opinion. I live exactly. in Arizona, I can't
11: stand exactly. him. Exactly. But but they did they did not he did not give them what they wanted today. They were upset right. because he didn't ask any questions because they were saying, I, you know, right afterwards, I flipped over to MSNBC and CNN just to hear what they're saying. And they're understanding yeah, that he could have asked questions. He could have asked questions. Why didn't he ask questions? They're upset <laughs> because he did not ask questions and he let it go.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, there was so much. And real, real quick, I want I want to play this clip for everyone that hasn't heard it. This is great. What Lindsey Graham said. I mean, he was a star today. And I, I'm not the biggest Lindsey Graham fan, but I'll give him credit when it's due. Uh, one eight.
7: Are you aware that at
2: nine twenty three on
7: the <laughs> night of July the ninth, the day you were nominated to the Supreme Court by President Trump, Senator Schumer said? 23 minutes after your nomination, I will oppose Judge Kavanaugh's nomination with everything I have. I have a bipartisan, and I hope a bipartisan majority will do the same. The stakes are simply too high for anything less. Well, if you weren't aware of it, you are now. Did you meet with Senator Diane Feinstein
8: on August 20th? I did meet with Senator Feinstein. Did you
7: know that her staff had already recommended a lawyer to Dr. Ford?
8: I did not know that. Did
7: you know that her and her staff had these allegations for over 20 days?
8: I did not know that at the time.
7: If you wanted an FBI investigation, you could have come to us. What you want to do is destroy this guy's life, hold this seat open, and hope you win in 2020. You've said that, not me. You've got nothing to apologize for. When you see Sotomayor and Kagan, tell them that Lindsey said, oh, because I voted for them. I would never do to them what you've done to this guy. This is the most unethical sham since I've been in politics. And if you really wanted to know the truth, you sure as hell wouldn't have done what you've done to this guy. Are you a gang rapist? No. I cannot imagine what you and your family have gone through. Boy, y'all want power. God, I hope you never get it. I hope the American people can see through this sham, that you knew about it and you held it. You had no intention of protecting Dr. Ford, none. She's as much of a victim as you are. God, I hate to say it because these have been my friends. But let me tell you, when it comes to this, you're looking for a fair process, you came to the wrong town at the wrong time, my friend.
8: Do you consider this a job interview? It, the advice and consent role is like a job. You room. consider that you've been through a job interview. I've been through a process of advice and consent under the Constitution, which would you has... say you've been through hell? I, I've been through uh, hell and then some. This is not a job interview. Yeah.
7: This is hell. This this. This is going to destroy the ability of good people to come forward because of this crap. Your high school yearbook. You have interacted with professional women all your life, not one accusation. You're supposed to be Bill Cosby when you're a junior and senior in high school. And all of a sudden you got over it. It's been my understanding that if you drug women and rape them for two years in high school, you probably don't stop. Here's my understanding. If you lived a good life, people would recognize it, like the American Bar Association has the gold standard. His integrity is absolutely unquestioned. He is a very circumspect in his personal conduct, harbors no biases or prejudices. He's entirely ethical, is a really decent person. He is warm, friendly, unassuming. He's the nicest person. The ABA. And one thing I can tell you, you should be proud of. Ashley, you should be proud of this. That you raised a daughter who had the good character to pray for Dr. Ford. To my Republican colleagues, if you vote no, you're legitimizing the most despicable thing I have seen in my time in politics. You want this seat? I hope you never get it. I hope you're on the Supreme Court. That's exactly where you should be. And I hope that the American people will see through this charade. And I wish you well, and I intend to vote for you, and I hope everybody who's fair-minded will.
2: Yeah, I mean, he was, that was great. That was fantastic. Um, Josh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean,
3: the just fantastic. You know, we really haven't heard anything like that from Graham in the past, and, you know, it's something that – that Dan Perkins and then Dolly Greenfield uh, that Are on the line They continue to say Is the fact that Since Trump came into office He's given these Republicans the balls to actually Stand up and say things That they weren't quote unquote Allowed to say before because Like Dan just said earlier because they're not Playing by the Democratic Playbook anymore they're playing By Trump's playbook so this is this is the absolute importance of Trump getting into the White House. Imagine if Hillary were president right now, we wouldn't be having any of these conversations.
2: No, you're 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 absolutely right, uh, 100%. Valerie, go ahead.
4: I agree. You know, with, with Graham, Senator Graham, really said what I think many people in the United States were thinking today. And it's very unusual that a Republican would get up and speak like that. And I, I was very, very proud of him. And I was also really proud of, of Judge Kavanaugh because the speech that he gave today was not what I was expecting at all. I mean, he, he really told them what he's been through, and he was angry, and he showed his emotion. And I think when you compare Dr. Ford you know, because by the time she was done, all the newscasters were saying, oh, boy, now the Republicans are in trouble because she was emotional. She went the emotional route. And, and then right. Kavanaugh gets up there and does the exact same thing. And, and you feel for both of them, and now you're against the Democrats. And I think it was, that's the, what it should have happened because that's exactly, you know, the, the, I think the, the country could see how this was played out. And I think it will backfire when in the elections in the next couple of weeks.
3: Yeah,
0: Absolutely. Rory,
4: if, if you
3: don't mind. Go yeah, ahead. I just kind of had a question for—I kind of have a question for everyone on the call. And if anybody wants to answer this, I would be much obliged. What kind of impact do you think this leads into the midterms coming up here?
2: Um, let's, I start think with, it's huge. let's start with Danny Farnsworth, and then let's go to Will, and then and I'll get to well, you, Valerie.
10: I personally feel that this was extremely detrimental for the, the Democratic Party. I, I, I truly believe what they were after today was not the truth. It was not whether this man um, assaulted this woman or not. It was plain and simple an attempt at a character assassination that did not work. That's why the questions of have you ever blacked out. That's why the questions of, you know, uh, when they were talking about his speech of stumbling off a bus. Were you were you so drunk you were stumbling? They were, they were really trying to assassinate his character, and, and fortunately for America, that man's character is impeccable, and he was able to uphold yeah. the barrage of BS they threw at him. And I think the American people um, I, I can see through that, and, and something that I think the Democratic Party is driving that I don't think they're very aware of The silent majority has always been exactly that. It's been a silent majority. We stay quiet, we stay unjudging, and we watch, and we wait, and we don't make our decisions until we have all the information possible. Well, with the midterms coming, we have been fed a lot of information on what side the Democratic Party lies on and what side the Republican Party lies on. And I think that silent majority is going to come out even stronger than they did for Trump. Uh, If you remember, they had Hillary winning by 97 percent at one point, and uh, clearly that did not happen. Um, And so I think what they've done is is, uh, effectively, to use a lack of better term, shot themselves in the foot for the midterms because they are going to drive that silent majority off the couch, and into the booths where we will make our voice known just as we did with Donald Trump. That's my opinion on it.
2: Bravo, bravo, Will Johnson. And uh, then we'll get to Valerie and then Perkins. I don't think I need yeah, to say anything I mean,
11: else after that. I mean, you <laughs> hit it all. He hit it, he, he hit it all on the nail. I, mean,
4: I, I think the Democrats have shown who they are. And, you know, for a long time, I thought there was like almost a civil war going on. And now I think, you know, maybe the war is over. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, I think it depends on how much the outside the beltway people are even caring about this nomination. Um, Because, you know, for us here, it's our world. But I don't know about the lady in Kansas, if she really cares about what was said in this hearing and, and this whole process. Um, so I guess it depends on on how it's uh, how it how the, the cornfields think about it, but certainly in in this area in Washington D.C. in the swamp, it changed everything.
2: Yeah, and, and Dan Perkins, your thoughts, buddy?
6: I would say to you that it's somewhere between hundreds of thousands and millions of people who watched this event and I don't know what the ratings are going to be but it'll be interesting to see what they were but there yeah. were a lot of people who were conservative and republican in nature when the when the when the hearing was over probably stood up and cheered for the republicans uh. and and I think it engaged, will have engaged people who were
9: mm-hmm.
6: becoming more placid because yes. their checkbooks are getting fuller, their wallets are getting fuller, life right. is good. Do I really need to vote? And what, what the, the, the Republicans okay. today said to the country, yes. this has got to stop. And so I think it has the potential of momentum to carry into the midterm elections, and it will it will engage people who were possibly on the sidelines who have a better understanding. One of the things that, that we've talked about on this show in the past is how much the Democrats have come clean as to really who they are. The governor of New York, Cuomo, said that America was never great. We have yeah, Cortez in joke. New York City. we got Cortez in New York City and other people around the country who call themselves democratic socialists, who believe in free health care and free college and all these and things communism. that they want to give away. Communism. But I think that the American people uh, hopefully will will be energized by what happened today because the true color the true color of the de- of the democratic party today is yep. is really comes down to one particular issue in my right. opinion the issue right. is do we have as part of our constitution a due process that an individual right. is presumed innocent and he has a right to hear the accusations from his accuser and respond to them and that Damn happened it. today, and that's Damn Damn what America is about. Yeah, I mean it is. I mean we, you know, it's.
2: So you're you're absolutely right. Um, you know, I do. And, I, 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 go ahead, Valerie.
4: Dan, I just wanted to um, agree with you and add one other thing: is how far are the Democrat is the Democratic Party willing to go to to win? And, and I think they showed today they're willing to destroy two people's lives and their family around them. And, you know, what kind of civility does that say about, about our country and about the way that they're, they are they're willing to, to, to govern and to lead? And I think people watching that today were just sick to their stomach. I certainly was. For both of the, both of the people up there and the pain that they had to go through.
10: If I may interject something here uh, this Yeah, is go ahead, Farnsworth. Danny Farnsworth Go um, ahead if, if I may interject this and, and I think you bring up a very good point You know, how far are they willing to go And I, I, I believe that, you know You never really see a tiger strikes, stripes Until it comes out of the dark, you know And
9: we're wait, going wait.
10: to see This woman Ford Thrown away by the Democratic Party Within the week um, it, it, They'll They'll use her as a poster girl For the next couple of days but once this once this nomination is confirmed and it's done, they are going to throw her away like the used piece of trash that they used her as. She will no longer be there for them, so they will throw her away immediately. They may even crucify her themselves. Um, it, that is kind of the essence of the beast that eats itself, you know, that snake that eats itself. I wish I could remember the name of it. Uh, but the Democratic Party is slowly proving that's who and what they are, um, and within the week they'll throw this woman Ford away and the rest of the country will see that. I just hope they take note to it. Um they just they tried to destroy two people today. I think what they did was destroy her and Kavanaugh stood strong. And now that she's destroyed, they won't have anything for her but her GoFundMe account. And for her case, thank God she got it. You know, uh, I actually believe right, you know, I, I believe she probably was sexually assaulted. But I believe she has somehow some way, um, you know, she said for herself that she tried to ignore this for so many years and it didn't come up until uh, 2012 in a counseling session, a marriage counseling session, at which point she had to put a face to this traumatic incident, which she was probably drunk at. And due to the fact that Kavanaugh is the most prominent figure in society today that she went to school with, his face was painted on this. Um, I do believe that she was probably sexually assaulted, and I do believe that in her PTSD, she probably put Kavanaugh's face on it. She probably believes it was him. Fortunate for the American people and fortunate for Kavanaugh, even her best friend says that she's never met Kavanaugh. He was not at that party, as well as all the rest of the people who cooperated that. And, Mm -hmm. And with that, I believe the Democratic Party will throw her away like trash within the week. Um, they're I, done with her They've used her
4: I agree with you And and, and on the other side What are the Republicans going to do with Kavanaugh We're going to hail him We're going to bring him up And we're going to help him heal And we're going to be grateful That we have such a, a person That has such integrity And such honesty um, in his background and, and I think that will really show The difference between the two parties
11: you know, One thing I think is going to happen Come the midterm election is that I think this is going to really get Donald Trump's base to get out and vote because okay. everyone sees what's happening here. If we allow the Democrats to take over the Senate and possibly the House come this November, the first thing going to be on their agenda, which we all know, is to impeach the president simply because he's breathing. Not because he's done, it, he's done anything wrong, because he hasn't as a president, only because he's breathing. We right. headed, we're headed. we headed for some terrible times if we allow these Democrats. So I'm hoping and I'm praying that this will just wake up more Republicans throughout this nation to get out and vote them out, vote Democrats out because it's yeah. so important.
2: Yeah, and, and by the way, real quick, uh, Will, uh, uh, while you say vote them out, I uh, promote your product real quick. That's what your uh, brand is. Well, you know, right after President Trump was uh,
11: sworn in, January twentieth, I started a thing called "Vote Dem Out," and it's vote D E M for Democrats. <laughs> vote, Dem- vote Democrats <laughs> Out dot <laughs> org, and I've been I've been pushing it everywhere. And a lot of people don't like it, especially because I'm a black male wearing a T-shirt that says Vote Dem Out 2018. <laughs> and for them, yeah. they get mixed up in their mind because they don't understand how a black male would be telling someone to vote out Democrat. Because the Democrats feel that they own the black vote. And I'm so sick of these Democrats. I, on my broadcast, I open up the phone lines and I have people call in. And I've had so many people that are Democrats say you know what will i completely see what you're saying and a lot of people are walking away from the democrat party and they see it yep. happening that's why they're that's why they're grasping for all of these crooked beat up straws right now because they don't have anything they have nothing to stand on they don't have a foundation no longer in this country and everything they make up the whole russia collusion is completely fake false Another witch hunt, and we all see it. And most people that call in that are Democrats say, you know what? I don't like the way that the Democrats have turned out. This is not what I thought the Democratic Party was going to be or supposed to be.
2: Oh, yeah. Very well, very
11: well
3: said. Um, Josh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just kind of curious in general. Uh, has the Democratic Party not paid attention at all to. Uh, the way the country is currently thinking, uh, what the guy who, you know, that they seem to hate so much, who's president is saying, uh, or what the numbers of the economy are, you know, as well as the way that congressmen are responding to all of their BS now. It, the whole playing field has changed. Yet yeah, They keep playing the game like Obama's still president. I don't – that's always the part that infuriates me the most. It's not even the fact that they're, you know, accusing people falsely of things, that they're, you know, just being belligerent at random times, being unprofessional, being unfit for office. It's the fact that they are it's so annoying and angering to me that they're so stupid that they won't even see what's going on and change their strategy. It absolutely drives me nuts off the gosh darn but- charts. like. At least try, like make it a good fight. It's it's despicable.
2: Rory, can I, can I
0: respond to that, Rory? Yeah, go
2: I, ahead. Uh, I, I honestly, Farnsworth, go ahead.
10: They, I, I believe the Democratic Party knows they've lost the foothold. But what they're trying to do is get the youthful uh, foothold set now. That's uh, You know, if you look at social media these days, that's where everything's leaning now. It's leaning away from the CNNs and the Foxes and the M- MSNBCs, and it's, it's pushing towards social media. And the DIMs have a very strong foothold in social media in places such as yeah. Twitter and YouTube and Facebook, where if you say something, whether it be factual or not, they can just yeah. silence you like they did Alex Jones, like they've done myself. Um, it, yeah. It's, it's much easier If you control absolutely. absolutely If you control the megaphone If you can control the megaphone Then you control what people hear uh, They're doing it in our education system With our youth They're doing it over the social media uh, I believe the Democratic Party is well aware That they have shot themselves in the foot Their hopes is, Their hopes are I believe, yeah. or at least it looks this way That their hopes are to grab a foothold With the youth Hence the yeah. the socialism that will pay all your bills for you. They'll take care of all your medical stuff. We'll send you to school for right. free. We'll we'll take all the money from the rich people and give it to you guys. Taxpayer pay um, your dollars. That's, that's appealing. That's appealing to someone who's never worked a day in their life or lives in their mom's basement. It, you know, it answers <laughs> the questions of what am I going to do with my life? Um, I'm going to let the government take care of me. And, and, and I believe that's what the Democratic Party is really pushing for. They know they've lost the hold on sensible adult Americans who can make rational decisions for themselves because they pay for them Um, and so their only foothold left is in the youth through uh, Mm -hmm. use of social media and and, and things like that Uh, Right. that's my opinion on what's happening, where they're heading they're aiming at our youth, they're aiming at our children Um, look at the David Hogue thing, a bunch of 17 year old kids telling everybody that they don't know what they're talking about Um, wow, you know Wow, they're aiming yeah, at and, our youth, you, which is disgusting.
2: And you bring up a great point. I mean, they're they're teaching them all this transgender shit, teaching them all this, you know, uh, drag queen story hour. I mean, what the fuck is going on in our society? And we also, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely sickening, um, you know, and you bring up a great point. When you mentioned, oh God, you mentioned something and it stuck with me. Oh fuck, it was about it was, it was about free speech and about our youth. Oh 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 yeah, it's something about free speech. But another thing, uh, for anybody that does not know, there was a new poll that came out the other day. The Democrats have lost in the last year forty-two percent of the women vote. Again, that's forty-two. Percent of the women vote, and that was from Breitbart. That was that came out a few days ago, and that's just in the last year. And just remember, guys, the Democrats count on the women vote as well as the minority vote. But look at the black vote now; it's at 36 percent in favor of Trump. So for the blacks, I mean, the Democrats are done. They're screwed.
4: And Lauren, what did they the free- attribute the women's vote? What did they attribute that change to? Um,
2: I, I just read the poll. I mean, what you know, how the Democrats were losing all all these female voters, um, you know, and 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 Danny, getting back to the free speech thing on social media, dude, that's that's a problem for everyone. I mean, this is it's happening to me. It's like if you do anything conservative. On social media, they can ban you right away. It's almost like the Democrats own Facebook. I mean, they do pretty much. It's a leftist organization. In a sense, it's a communist uh, networking. Uh, I mean, they they leave all this ISIS terrorist shit up. But if you're a conservative and say anything about, you know, even if you say the word Muslim, God help you. I mean, give me a break. Let me read you the No, you're absolutely. Oh, go ahead.
11: I was just going to say okay. you're absolutely right. Facebook put me in Facebook jail because I said black people are not monkeys. You know, the whole thing that came out with Florida for the wow. for the governor, I believe it is. And I yeah. did a video because they were trying to say that he was being racist. And I said, no, he wasn't being racist. And I said, and if you notice, it's always the Democrats that are calling black people monkeys or referring to black people as monkeys. It's not the Republicans. It's not the conservatives. So, Facebook put me in Facebook jail for 30 days because I said black people are not monkeys, so you're absolutely right. Wow. This is see, they have an agenda. If they can't get the agenda that they want and they're not be able to push it, you got the social media giants that are shutting us down to 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 yep. to combat all of that. See i'm a black male. I'm not supposed to be saying that. I'm supposed to be in line i'm supposed <laughs> to be, I'm supposed to get in place, and they don't like the fact. And, and maybe. And maybe because Candace Owens and a whole bunch of other people started tweeting tweeting that little video and it went yeah. viral. Maybe that's the reason why they didn't talk about it anymore. Because it didn't help.
10: <laughs> let me right. let me read yes. the post that, let me let me read the post if I can that got me kicked for thirty days. Um and, and I think it it'll kinda of bring a little bit of this to light. It was a simple post. I said I refuse to call them undocumented workers. By definition, an undocumented worker is when a person slash employer hires somebody to do a job and doesn't tell Uncle Sam about it. An illegal alien, by definition, is when someone is entered into our country without going through the proper immigration channels. It's basic English, folks, basic English. A rose by any other name is still a rose. Let me finish this real quick. The same goes for illegal aliens. Before they crossed our border... They were basic human beings just like the rest of us. But once they crossed our borders, undocumented or illegally, they became human criminals. Plain and simple, nothing more, nothing less. Entering our country undocumented is a crime. 100% of all illegal aliens are criminals. That is factual information. There is nothing in there that is opinionated at all. Uh, Just like saying black people are not monkeys. That is a fact. That is not an opinion. That is a fact same thing i stated Great. and and if i may just elaborate on this a little bit um I, I agree with if you own your own company you should be able to run it the way you want to run it and that's what facebook falls under let for facebook anyway twitter all of them if you should be able to run yeah. it the way you run it and it's your business it's it's free enterprise capitalism at its best however once these places stop our voices factual information and kicking it off that no longer makes them a place of free speech where anybody can say what they want. That makes them a publisher. That makes them a publisher and publishers, I believe are held under FCC guidelines. And okay. so they're, they're, they're walking a very thin line here by promoting who they want to promote and kicking off people who, who simply state facts that they don't agree with. Um, and I think this is something that's going to be need to address again in Uh, possibly in in Congress or, you know, may end up in the judicial branch. But I don't believe places like Facebook and YouTube are open forums anymore. I believe they are are publishers, and they need to fall under the same scrutiny as the New York Times or Time Magazine or MSNBC. Um, And hopefully we'll come to that. But they're no longer a place for free speech. They are publishers now, as long as they control what we say.
2: And speaking of illegals, there's nothing wrong with what you said. You were absolutely right. And there's a new report out today. Welfare for illegals has cost Americans $123 billion with a B in the last 10 years. That's disgraceful. Wow. And we also have 140 House Democrats that refuse to condemn illegal aliens voting in our elections.
10: Insanity. Absolute insanity, um, I mean yeah go ahead, we need a whole nother show to do illegal alien stuff <laughs>
2: oh, oh, we absolutely do. who was talking? go ahead well,
10: that was me i that was me, but I made my point that 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 I believe these uh, uh social media places have gone far beyond an open forum. Uh, for free speech right. and have leaned more into uh publishers right. Right. and they need to be held accountable just like any other publisher. Right. So, I, I do uh, need to switch.
2: Go ahead, Dan. Go ahead Dan.
10: I just wanna I just want to, I know we're running out of
6: time. I wrote a I wrote a commentary about the very issue we're talking about and I said because I've been banned from Facebook for life. For life. What? Uh um, what? Yeah. Yes,
2: tell me about this elaborate
6: uh, uh, we don't have time I just want to make this we'll do it on another show, but I just want to make this point <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> if i don't if i can if I can talk um, the the I wrote this article this commentary about what's going on in social media. social media now is is representing itself as the government in the establishment of the rights of free speech. When okay. they do that, I don't I don't call them the publisher. I call them a, the monopoly, and that that monopoly needs to be broken up under the Sherman Antitrust Act. And I think that right. these companies have to be broken up because they have too much power, too much influence, and too much wrong things going on that they continually, well, it's a glitch here, it's a glitch there. I think and and I saw recently where Donald Trump is saying maybe we have to look at breaking up these these social media be under Sherman Antitrust. Uh if we mm-hmm. do that, we treat them as a monopoly, they are subject to a whole different set of rules than they are today. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and, you know, I, I do want to switch topics. We do have to shift topics because we, we are on a time frame. I do want everybody to stay on because this is very important what I'm about to get to. But any final thoughts? We have a lot of people on the line. Any final thoughts to this topic? Go ahead, anybody.
6: I'm done.
10: Okay. No, I, um. Oh, go
1: ahead.
10: I was going to say, I, I've said my piece. If we do another show on this, please call me back. I will tear it up.
2: Absolutely. Stay on. Stay on. Uh, Everybody stay on. We're going to get to something very important. So as of now, there was a report out today that Rod Rosenstein will not be meeting with President Trump until next week. So, you know, this meeting had everybody very curious, but obviously a lot of us were distracted with what was going on in the courtroom today. So, you know, I have said on the show this week before that I think Trump is going to politely ask Rosenstein to resign, and I think Rosenstein's going to because Rosenstein does not uh, want to ruin anything. Who is it? Yeah, go the other way. No, I need Hold on, uh, is
0: somebody
4: this, hold on. This hold on is great. Anyway, <laughs> while well, well, hold on to the show. I want to agree that um, Rosenstein's going to have to go. I don't know that Trump will fire him; he'll resign, whatever. However, it happens, but I, I think they're going to have to wait, I and mean, I think he might even wait until after the election. I don't know.
10: I, I, I believe you're right there, and and it's not really. Trump's job to fire Rosenstein. It's it's um, Jeff Sessions' job to fire Rosenstein. Um, exactly. And, and I'm, I'm hoping
4: and he that should take the fall. Fired.
10: It's not via Trump. It's it's Jeff Sessions that fires him. He's the real AG. He should have stepped in a long time ago uh, when when it came out that that Rosenstein was one of the people behind the dossier and and with Steele and all of those guys. He should have, if not recused himself immediately. He should have been fired by Jeff or by um, uh, Jeff Sessions right off the bat. Uh, he should have yeah. recused himself already. Um, Agreed. That may come. We'll see. Um, but I don't think but it's Jeff Trump Sessions to in do it. MIA right.
4: for so long right. that I, I'm thinking he's going to have to go with him.
10: And, and <laughs> hey, guys, yep. God,
2: yeah, absolutely, guys. I'm back. I don't know. There was some intruder at my door, and I had to deal with it, and I, I was really pissed off. And now I'm back, and this I never get interrupted in my fucking radio show. And I'm in my studio right now, and I'm. But let me get back to my point real quick. This whole Rosenstein thing, like I said, I think Trump's going to politely ask him to resign, and I think I, I really don't think Rosenstein's going to stick around, especially after what he did to the New York Times, leaked, um, you know, the the article, and uh, you know, the, tried to pull the Twenty Fifth Amendment. And go undercover with a microphone. That's fucking bull. You can't do that and stick with your job. Come on.
10: No, no, I I agree with you. However, if he doesn't resign, I, I believe it's time for Jeff Sessions to step up and do his job. And then Trump can fire Jeff Sessions after the midterms. That's just my Agreed. hope anyway. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I mean, this is,
2: this is, um, you know, uh, something that, is uh, very important. I mean, and you know, there would be a conservative uh, that would take the place of Rosenstein. Uh, I forget the guy's name, but he's up for. Uh, he would be up next up in line, which would be great for us. I mean, obviously, it would Absolutely. draw a lot of anger from the left, but who gives a shit?
4: Well, then so, they can so get Roy, rid of Jeff Sessions and put in Judge Janine. <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'd love that. Roy. Oh my god, that'd be a dream come true. Go ahead, Dan.
6: So I'm going to go a different direction. Of course you are. We love your
2: famous quote. Going to go a different direction on
6: this one. Right. Let me ask the, me ask the group a question. We have yes. spent a lot of time over the last several months um, criticizing Mr. Sessions. But the yes. question I would ask, what's he done? What has he done as this, as the Attorney General for the United States, we know what he hasn't done, but can anybody speak to what he's done? I cannot. How about sanctuary cities? The number he showed up here in uh, California
11: the, and talked, but nothing ever came. He on. doesn't
1: do shit.
6: That was, was mean, it. He, he, got, he, got, he got
11: he got people. Yeah, he got a few people robbed up here, and in Sacramento. And I went there, and that was pretty much it. People got riled up, and you haven't heard nothing else. Nothing else
6: was done. Well, you're absolutely
11: right.
6: I happen to live in the state of Florida. I, I want you to understand, I'm not defending Sessions. I'm simply trying to add a perspective. I live in the state of Florida. Some of the major cities in the state of Florida, like Miami, which were sanctuary cities, have now chosen not to be any longer counties in Florida that used to be sanctuary counties are no longer wow. sanctuary counties. So there are Good. places around the country where the number of sanctuary cities or counties has diminished because primarily of the threats of the Justice Department. Now, I, as to other things that he's been involved with, hmm. uh, fraud, uh, those kinds of things he's, he's been involved with, he is also is very much involved in illegal immigration. And, and and while the border security comes under homeland security, the prosecutors come under the Justice Department. All I'm saying is I, I, I believe that Mr. Sessions, I agree with you, he needs to go, but he needs to go because he made a mistake when he recused himself shortly after taking office. Yep was when he was, when right he he was intimidated by, when he was intimidated under the Republican playbook and that's what happened to him he yep. has been around the Republicans in Congress and he was intimidated to re- recuse himself in order to keep his position to recuse himself yep. out of the out of what was going on that's the republican yeah. concession to yeah. the democratic playbook yeah uh, I, I agree i agree that he needs to be replaced um i am not in the camp who feels that he has to wait until after the midterm elections
2: okay and, and we are uh, we are about out of time we are about out of time uh dan perkins real quick before we let you go where can everybody find you uh, promote yourself
6: yes dan Guru is everything you want to know about dan perkins <laughs> perfect
2: okay uh, and, Dan, we love having you on, as always. You're a great regular, a great friend of the show. Uh, we'll have you back on next week. God bless, and have a great weekend, man.
6: Thank you. Take care. Bye. All
2: right. Um, Will Johnson, please promote yourself, buddy. Uh, you're doing a lot of big things right now. Uh, and uh, we'll have you back on soon, definitely. We love having you on.
11: Yeah, I really appreciate it. And if uh, you want to find out anything, just go to Unite America First. Dot com. My whole thing is I I used to be a Democrat And I wanted to unite everybody And I was naive to think that you can have wow. Liberals and conservatives And Democrats and right. Republicans all unite But you can't do yep. that when you have These Democrats that want to destroy this nation UniteAmericaFirst.com right.
2: Appreciate it Will you, for me. Will, you are amazing You are amazing, Will Keep up the fight uh, You're a true patriot uh, We appreciate all your all your service, man, to this country and dedication, uh, and and much love, man. Thank you for coming on. We'll have you back on soon.
11: Thank you, sir. Take care. All
2: right, you too. Um, Danny Farnsworth, uh, promote yourself real quick, where everybody can find you. We'll have you back don't on in, uh, very soon.
10: I hope so. I hope so. And you know, I'm just a regular guy. I don't, I don't have a, a specific website. I don't have. Uh, an uh, you know, organization I belong to I'm just your regular average working man So check out my personal YouTube page, Danny Farnsworth uh, I believe it's One Man's Thoughts is what it's called But it's under my name, Danny right. Farnsworth Or check out my uh, my personal Facebook page Which is also Danny right. Farnsworth uh, It's right, just me lo- There's no organization, yep. no anything yep. Just me
2: you got, you got a lot of video views You got a lot of uh, people Paying attention to your stuff, which is great um, we do we do got to let you go, but we'll have you back on uh, next week. But thank you, Danny. Uh, always a pleasure. Thank Danny Farnsworth, everybody. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you, brother. God bless. Yep. God bless. Um, Josh, go ahead, real quick.
3: Yeah, you know, if you'd like, give me a follow on Instagram at J-O-S-H-H-L-A, V is in Victor. A T Y. Uh,
2: Valerie, go ahead, real quick. Two sec- um, you seconds. You can
4: find me on backyardjihad.com. dot com. And um, my book is at Amazon.com. Thank you, Rory.
2: Excellent. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to thank um, all of my guests. I want to thank my co-hosts. I want to thank my sponsors. I want to thank my audience. Um, it's been an amazing show. Um, we've had uh, a lot of dressed and, and a lot of amazing uh, things that we discussed and people on. I hope you all have a great weekend. Uh, you can visit TV You can also visit theDonaldJTrumpStore.com. You can find me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff, Instagram. Um, Everybody, again, uh, your support is amazing, uh, and we will see you all next week. And you can find us anytime on all the other networks, just name a few, Radio Public, Blurberry, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, CastBox, Player.FM, iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, a lot of different networks. So very proud of that. Um, God bless everybody. Uh, We'll uh, see you next week. Uh, Cheers. Take care.